1: Welcome back to People Under the Scares podcast, where we discuss everything scary, spooky, and disturbing in horror. This is Mike. And this is Bobby. And today we will be discussing our top five horror pet peeves. And for those of you who don't know what pet peeves is, and I'm sure there's a very small amount, if anybody, that is a minor annoyance that an individual finds particularly irritating to them. So basically moments we don't like in horror movies. That typically happens. Uh before yes. before we get into that, Bobby, you had a birthday that just passed. If y'all have not wished him happy birthday, wish him a belated in the in the socials at Bobby
0: Torres with the Z not an S. Thank you. Uh yes, I had a birthday that just passed. I'm a whole another year um younger. <laughs> 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 you know what? Um, I'm just blessed that I'm still here. And yeah, it was a nice birthday. It was really, really nice. Thank you to everybody that wished me a happy birthday.
1: Yes, you were getting some love on the on the internet.
0: Yeah, I appreciate everybody. I mean, I wasn't expecting it. You know, I ex- just expected, you know, my immediate people like you and, you know, the, our fam, our little circle. I wasn't expecting, no, you know what I got, so thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. It made a brother feel special. Well, you know, we love you. That's about as mushy as I can get. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and just right there, I know you wanted to vomit. I, not
1: necessarily.
0: <laughs> but it's true. I, I, we do I've love seen a little you. regurgitation. He, you are. He was kind of given uh, the Grand High Witch every time they mention a child, she just <laughs> went to...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me hold my nose up. I smell a child. Hold my nose up. <laughs> Cover my nose. Um, I had a fun time on Twitter. Just really quickly,
0: do we actually?
1: Do oh we yeah, need to talk about this.
0: Yeah, let's talk about this real quick because you quickly, you, you, quickly, you, you you caused quite a stir. Um, I wasn't there for it for some of it until the last minute when you already had taken the post down. Um, But, Mike, (laughs) what happened to you? Okay. You got beaten up. So, apparently,
1: I facilitated a little war um, related to Scream. So, uh, okay. So, there was a trend going around where you would put up two photos. One person would be the villain, which would represent somebody who's typically a villain in a movie or a TV show. Other picture, you put the real villain. And it's somebody that people don't necessarily think is a villain. But when you think about it, they could be. So that was mistake number one. The word villain didn't really apply to this person. But I used Ghostface as the villain and Maureen Prescott as the real villain. Mind you, I already know I used the wrong word. Villain doesn't apply, okay? I already got dragged and checked. Rightfully so. (laughs) Now, um, what it was supposed to be, Supposed to be. I don't even know if I want to get into this. Basically, I had a thought process of Scream probably wouldn't exist if Roman and his mother had connected at some point versus what happened. Again, she didn't have to have a relationship with him. Nobody should be forced to do that. But that's just one thought I had. But um, clearly, the masses did not agree. And I was dragged, but initially it was because they thought I was saying because she was having affairs and sleeping with people that wasn't her husband, that um, that's why I used the call, put her in the, uh, the trend was not the case. I would have used the other fucking man that was involved if that were the case. But the people were coming out the woodwork. All of Maureen Prescott's other children decided to come on out. (laughs) And have a fucking free for all. I mean, I was char grilled, broiled,
0: sauteed, and derma. So let me ask you so was there anybody, you know, commenting underneath that post that did agree with you, opposed to uh, so all the backlash?
1: There were very, very, well, so there's two things. So there was very, very few, but it was more so like, I see what you're saying, but. She's a victim, not a villain. So it wasn't really agreeing with me. It's more so saying, I see where you were coming from. Most of those people were not seeing where I was coming from at all. And that's fine. Rightfully so. Um, but the issue was becoming, then started to trickle in the people who were like, she's a whore. She's a slut. And that's what happened. That's why everything happened. <laughs> so when they started coming in, they was fighting in, in the fucking thread it just became too much at that point. Cause I,
0: (laughs) it was, you were literally Regina George when (laughs) she threw all the pages in that school and everybody just fighting each other. And you're just standing there watching the whole thing go down. That was literally a, well, I left, I stopped
1: because it was becoming too, I'm not used to getting that much engagement online. So it was a little overwhelming. So when I came back and I saw what was going on, I had to kind of, uh, I had to stop it cuz now I was getting irritated. Um
0: but I will be more well, clever next time. I will think
1: thoroughly before posting something
0: again. The thing is it was a joke people and everybody took it way out of context. It wasn't that serious. It wasn't that deep. Mike, you, you all know how you feel about Sydney and her mother. Like it's it's more so Sydney, but we're not going to touch her right now. <laughs> more so Sydney. And if any if anybody knows Mike, especially listening to this podcast, Y'all know that he likes to joke and play around and stuff like that. And it's, it's all in fun. It's all in just having a good time. And people just take things so, so seriously. It's just like, it's not that deep, people. This is a fictional movie. Get your life you like, know, together.
1: We, we, yeah, we don't need to do all that. I, I, it, it's not going to matter. <laughs> it really isn't. I, you know what? If I deserve to be checked, check me. That's fine. I'm okay with it, but check me over something I actually say. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and do it respectfully. Don't be sitting there just doing the most. Only I can come from home any type of way out. (laughs) What? Yes. But anywho,
1: um, (laughs) I'll be a little more versed in social media
0: uh, in the future. So is that the lesson you learned? What? That's the lesson you learned. I text you, I said, so what was the lesson that you learned? You would put me on the <laughs> spot, wouldn't
1: you? I learned, well, one, I need to think things through before posting. This is going on long. Before posting things. Because I expected it to be kind of like the people who normally are going back and forth with me about scream shit. Four or five people that regularly is a thing. I was not expecting all of that. And um, but I also understand. It, the initial post really didn't give a fuck any sort of reason, so they, were, of course, they were going to go to. Where they went to, also, Scream. I, I learned that Scream fans. The, I think Scream fans are very,
0: very, um, hmm. can be toxic. We're not going to say they are, but they can. I wasn't going to say toxic. toxic.
1: I was going. It's almost like. It's real life for some of these people, and maybe there's a legitimate reason they feel that way. Maybe because Sydney's a survivor, and that sort of thing translates to people's lives. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but I really felt like I was
0: arguing with Maureen's children. That's what but I felt like. Th- this is fake, you know. Like people get, just get it together. And what if you really felt this way? You know what I mean? It's not going to change your mind, as you know what Nini Leaks would say. I said what I said, and it's not going to be what you said was some bullshit because this is how you felt, and they should just get over it. But again, you were just joking around, so people just get it together. This is very like you know, it kind of just reminds me when I was being jumped for my opinion about the Texas team. So I'm (laughs) asking about people just you know having fun. Um, But the thing is, I didn't delete. I just stopped answering people and let it just die down. I left the post up. Uh, but I'm assuming yours was a lot worse because, like, well, uh, again, Scream is a, a little different. <laughs> so, listen, the fandom there as well. being
1: dragged for things I say, but it, it was getting a little out of hand. And it was getting to the point where I was getting annoyed. And then it was going to get disrespectful. And then I'm going to react disrespectfully. So, you know what? Just delete it. I used the wrong word. You should. I used the wrong word. Sometimes choice. you need
0: that. It was the wrong word. Sometimes you, it didn't apply. Anymore. Sometimes you just need to read people. You just need I, to read look, people sometimes. If it's, I and me and Taymon was in your head telling you sometimes you just got to get a bitch together if they cross that line. No, Tayman and was, then was then talking it.
1: about use this for, pu- <laughs> for press, for publicity. You need to. <laughs> we- Tayman is Gail Weathers for real. He really was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you need to use this. And I was like, no. And then once some people start calling and calling her sluts and whores, I was like, I'm not with these people. This is not <laughs> this is not what I was trying and to And
0: why she got to be a slut and a whore? Like, she was literally just having a good time. But if it was a man doing it, of course, again, that's where it goes into the whole um, misogyny right. of, of it all. You know what I mean? Because if it was her father instead of the mother, I'm pretty sure they would not be saying all of that. Of so. course not. Mr. Loomis
1: gets a pass to do whatever he wanted to do with any of my tea. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's the lesson I learned. Think things through thoroughly to see how it could be perceived in all aspects. But anywho, (laughs) back (laughs) to these. I have a feeling that's going to, we may get a negative review or something when they hear this.
0: No, we're not. I mean, it's respectful. Again, we talked about it. We did it. it, Like, it's not that deep. Guys, if you love us, thank you. Like, it's not that deep. Y'all understand. All right. Now to these top
1: five horror pet peeves. Now, I'm sure we all have our own personal things we can't stand about horror movies. Or things that, ooh, I cannot breathe, happen in horror movies. Um... You know, and there's usually a formula for being. For, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm really just going off the cuff right now. <laughs> okay, let's mm-hmm. get into our top
0: five Harvard pet peeves. I'm happy we're talking about this because um, a lot of people don't talk about their pet peeves. You know how when you go to the movie theater or when you're watching movies with friends, it's always like you react to the movie because people's always doing dumb shit. And, um, you know, some of these are going to line up with our pet peeves because, yeah, why are these people, you know, doing dumb shit? Now, I will say we don't know unless we're in that situation, you know, because we're just watching. But if we're in that situation, I might not just, you know, it might not be working that way. But as the viewer, we're like, why don't you do this or why don't you do that? But if we're in that situation, it might not work out that way.
1: Right. You know, there's just always a series of choices made and 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 again there needs to be stupidity or some sort of um bad choices being made in
0: these movies typically in order for the plot to go forward
1: correct yeah. so some things i'm willing to give grace others it irks my spirit <laughs> um did you want to go first
0: i'm going to start off with my number 1 which is turning your back you know, from the killer.
1: Don't turn your back on me, Scar. Oh no, mufasa Perhaps you shouldn't turn your back on me.
0: Every time there's a final girl or final boy, sorry, because there's more final girls than final boys. Um, they usually think they defeated the killer and they just drop the knife or the gun and then they turn her back, Lori <clears throat> Strode. And okay, you might think he's dead, but he might come up and try to get your ass out of here. Prime example, Laurie Stroh getting strangled in Halloween 1978. Because guess what she did? She turned her back after she got him down. And she's sitting there thinking it's all over. And he yanked her ass up and started <laughs> choking her out. And this happens a lot in horror movies. Like they think they killed the killer and they just walking away, drop the weapon, don't even keep it on them. And I hate it so much. It's just, if you want to make sure this motherfucker's dead, stab him repeatedly, shoot him a couple of times. Or just keep the weapon on you just in case. So that's one of my pet peeves. When you
1: said Lori in 1970, I was picturing it as it was unfolding. And she really was acting like there was not just someone trying to murder her in the house. She just, you know, it was very like Alice in Friday the 13th, just trying to take in the scenery. You know, it's over now. I can't believe I went through these things. And I'm going to turn my back. And then your ass gets snatched up. You should be walking down them stairs backwards and facing the killer. Get out right. of the house.
0: I mean, to to Alice's point, though, on Friday the 13th, she was just aware of the mama. And, I mean, she's not going to come back. She beheaded her. So you didn't think a fucking zombie child was going to come out, out of a damn <laughs> boat and drag <dragging> it <laughs> Like, who's thinking about that, you know? Like, that wasn't the... That wasn't my attention the whole entire time. Like, I wasn't paying attention towards that. I was worrying about whooping this bitch's ass because she was trying to get me out of here. Uh, So, yeah, I probably would have been her, too, you know. But with Lori, that was no excuse. I love you, Lori. I love you down. But that was girl. (laughs) Maybe that's a thing, an actual thing in real life. People disassociate
1: or they just mentally block out shit and they're not reacting in the way
0: they All right, do shit. that later. Don't do it while you're still like near the killer. Like yeah. do that when you know you're in safe hands. Speaking of later, that's related to one of mine.
1: Stop kissing and 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 fucking when you are in situations where your life is in danger. Unless that gets you off. If that gets y'all off fine, but if y'all trying to survive, y'all need to stop. I don't understand these moments where they're being people are being chased by a killer, by creatures, or whatever, and then they just profess their love for each other, and then they kiss, and then sometimes it leads to more shit in the moment. And I just don't understand it. I don't find being potentially murdered particularly um, enticing. Now maybe in a scenario with with someone you know and you just pretend but not in a, in a situation like in a fucking horror movie i'm not getting chased by gremlins even though this didn't happen in gremlins i'm not getting chased by gremlins and then we fucking in the fucking movie theater before we start killing them it's not going to happen so after i i don't even think after i would be in the mood <laughs> for that i would be too uh just first of all exhausted I think that would have been a lot to deal with. So, no, and I'd be too afraid they're not all dead. And they're probably, like, (laughs) lingering around.
0: All right, so I will say, you know, in most of these movies, when they are, like, having sex and stuff, uh, they don't know what's happening. They don't know that there is a killer around, you know, until it's too late. Now, it is annoying when... There is a situation happen, but they still decide to have sex during the middle of it all. That is like annoying because it's just like we need to stay focused, y'all, because the moment you put your guard down, you are in your most vulnerable when you're having sex. So let's say that. (laughs) So, yeah, that's a good one. That would piss me off. But I will say, especially in the 80s horror movies, they're usually doing it without knowing that the killer is around. Or until the end of the movie where they're like yay we did it we defeated the killer let's fuck or let's kiss or let's do it
1: <laughs> like Terminator for example even though they needed to do that for John Connor to exist I'm just like we know this thing doesn't sleep and it's constantly finding us I I'm not that horny ever no I, I can't so you go on yeah. over there and be off uh, what's what's that man's name Michael Bean <laughs> What was his name in that damn movie? I forgot. I forgot. Come with me if you want to live. That motherfucker. Him. (laughs) Go handle your business in the in the side while I watch to make sure that we're not being chased by some mechanical fucking bitch that doesn't die.
0: So I don't know why this came popped up in my head. They weren't having sex because this is a G movie, PG, and Hocus Pocus, for example. When they Ooh. thought they defeated the witch, stop, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. We really gotta make a sound bite out of that because that keeps coming up. <laughs> we just need to. We need to find it. <laughs> um, that yeah, Hocus Pocus when they thought they defeated the witches. Now that's playing in my head. <laughs> um. And they're like a a smoke cloud above the school and Max and Allison and Danny is celebrating. And then they go back to the house and they're going to sleep and all cuddling up. Like, no, you thought you defeated them, but it's still pretty much nighttime. and These bitches can come the fuck back. And guess what? That's what they did. Mm. So they're sitting there celebrating and cuddling up and kissing and stuff. And look what happened. Danny got got in a way. She didn't die, but, you know, they took her. And that Uh, was just from cuddling. And that was just from cuddling, so. Mm. mm um. So my next one is <laughs> saying hello when you enter a fucking room <laughs> when you know nobody's there. Hello? Hello? Is anybody there? Or anybody can just be, like, everybody's, like, fucking dead. And they're aware. They're aware. And they still enter a room saying, hello? hello. And I'm just like, come on. You're letting the killer know that you're home. Are you letting the killer know that you're there? You're making your Mm -hmm. presence known. Stop it. I can understand, like, if you're unaware of the killer being there and you're looking for your mama or somebody. somebody. But, like, when there's things going on and they still doing that, it pisses me off all the time. The 80s horror movies were, like, they always done it in those movies. Ugh. It adds the charm, <sighs> particularly Friday Thirteenth movies. Like mm. they're the main ones. Like every time they enter a cabin or they in- go into the woods or whatever, hello, and scream. It just it's just stop. And the Jason be coming after them, and they still be doing that. It's just like you let them know where you at, man. Just stop. Yeah, that's
1: my fear. And also, uh, like for Friday the 13th, for example, I'm also worried about animals. I'm not trying to give away my location to nothing or nobody. I'm not leaving the house, first of all, for what? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't go camping, so that wouldn't be my testimony. But um, in other situations, like if you're just in a random house, I'm trying to think of another movie.
0: I would just say any slasher from the 80s. Just put that just any selection from the 80s, man. <laughs> I am thinking of what's her name
1: from um uh Black Christmas, but she wasn't saying hello. She was screaming one of her friends' names while she was at the front
0: oh, door. Yes, Jess. Bob, answer me. Well, to be fair, <laughs> please. Oh, <Bob>, please. <laughs> <laughs> I no, she didn't curse, but she might as well had. But <laughs> no, I, I, I know she was uh, like scared because the cop at that time just told her, even though she didn't listen, he was saying, just leave the house. Don't say nothing. Just bounce. But she was scared for her friend, especially since her other friend just went up. You know, I think it was her name was Phil. She just went to sleep upstairs. So she's calling them and they're not answering. So I get why she was scared. But at the same time, if they're not answering you, Maybe it's time for you to go. You get
1: one scream. That is it. Yeah, I-
0: like I would do that. Like if it's like if that was me and you, and you went upstairs, and you're not answering me, Mike, I'll call your name like two times. And if you're not answering me, and I'm yelling like how she did, and you still not say nothing.
1: I'll. The police will help you. And as soon as you get out that front door, you see me on the other side, smoking a cigarette outside, waiting for you because I already get out the house.
0: (laughs) You went off the bed. You jumped off the window like (laughs) Kara.
1: I'm always plotting escape routes from houses or buildings. I'm always looking for exits or ways to get out. Ooh, now I'm thinking of Billy's eyeball. Okay. All right, my next I was about to say,
0: what would you do if he was there? Like, you go upstairs, you're not aware of a killer being in your house and like Phil, she went upstairs to go on her run to check on Barb and the door just closed behind her. What the fuck are you gonna do if the door is closed behind you and the killer's right there?
1: I I mean I have to defend myself at that point. I did nothing. I'll be startled at first, but I'll have to defend myself at that point. Um, hopefully it's in mm-hmm. my room where I keep things, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I damn sure won't be screaming hello and all shit like that. That's not going to happen. No, not I at all. I'll be like, y'all got five seconds to make a noise and let me know y'all alive. If not, I'm going. I hear that. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. I'm going to go with keeping secret. Now, if you know we are in a dire situation, I don't need you to be protecting my feelings or anybody else's feelings in this group. If you got bit, you need to let us know. Um, like by like a zombie or something. If you read from some fucking book of the dead, maybe let us know ahead of time before people start dying. Well, I guess you need the first person to turn. But you should know. You are reading some fucked up shit. Once the first person starts acting nutty, you need to realize you did something. So speak up so we can figure this shit out. I I can't with the... I'm just going to keep it to myself and hope things get better or hope they don't find out I did shit. That'll drive me nuts.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I would be cursing people out. I would be cursing people out because, like, if it was our friend group, and say, for instance, we are in an Evil Dead situation, and, you know, Ryan or you or whoever, like, yeah, I read from the Book of the Dead, and meanwhile, Cat and Jazz is possessed. Uh, not too possessed. I'm like... <laughs> You know, like, why are you just now saying something? You should have been like, "Yeah, I read from that book. I don't think that was the best idea before then." But when you do it afterwards, bitch, me, you are fighting. You know, right mm-hmm. then and there. Mm-mm-mm. What's the purpose? What What is the benefit of doing that other than
1: not being like the scapegoat in the group? We're gonna We're gonna try to survive. Afterwards, we're gonna have words, but. In this moment, we need to figure out what to do. I'm thinking about uh, The Descent as well, even though I love me some Juno. Girl, you brought us to the cave system that is not explored. We don't have no damn map. We didn't tell nobody where we're going. Uh, What are you thinking? What's not clicking? What's not clicking? Juno, I like Juno, but Juno would have been cussed the fuck out in that cave, and we would have been found by them
0: creatures. (laughs) Right bitch what you mean We don't know where we at but at the same time you're like you know what let's save this for later if we survived, this you're getting cursed out later um, I'm, I'm not going to forget about this because you're not. dealing with those type of creatures you know so you have to be quiet I don't know how to do that when I'm angry um. <laughs> <laughs> do you do a whole bunch
1: of yelling I, I it imagine. doesn't start out that way It, it, it le- it's a build up type of thing I I have very little patience, so once it's hit the like level three of me being annoyed, then I'm like, okay, bitch. Now now I guess we're going to have to handle this. Never mind. Let me stop admitting shit on here. Um, (laughs) Another sad treat. That that was my second. What is your next inductee to pet peeves?
0: Um, my next one is the power of love, saving the day in possession films, because like, why does the power of love always got to save the day? Like, yes, I get it. You know, we love each other and good versus evil. But after a while, that idea gets very tired. You know, Dude. I was so annoyed with The Conjuring 3. And the power of love between the Warrens see pretty much the, you know, the day in that one. And I'm just like, this is so old and tired. Find a different way, please.
1: Nightmare on Elm Street 2. The yep. Jesse, I love you. Really? This is what stops him?
0: Mm-hmm. Really? This is
1: what stops Freddie. I mean, in, in the first movie. one, she just insulted him, basically like Pennywise in the It mm-hmm. remake. So. Because that's
0: get that that's what gives them strength. You have to believe. Because if you don't believe, and I will say they stay consistent with that too. Because even in Freddy versus Jason, when they weren't believing in Freddy, he was powerless. Mm-hmm. So that's why he brought Jason back to do the killing. So people think it's him, and that way he he's able to come back as his full Freddy self. So I get it. You know, you have to believe in Freddy. He he's nothing if you don't believe in him and you don't, he 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 thrives off that power, but the whole power of love thing in part two was just like child, no <laughs> no the power
1: of love from a friend, but yeah, I agree, I definitely agree with that I don't um, you know, I like a little more fight in in my movies, you know, Alice Johnson, for example, granted oh she used a mirror. In the very end, it was a nursery rhyme. At least she fought him hand to hand before that.
0: But the thing is with Alice, I feel like if again, if she didn't have those powers, she all right. So just just take all those <laughs> Dream talking Master. About, why are we talk about the powers? No, why are we doing because this? that's what because that's what she is. If she's the Dream Master, just just say let's take those powers out, and it's just Alice, Alice that we met in the beginning of the movie. That version of Alice is not fighting Freddy. Yes, the only reason why she got so much spunk is because funky spunk. Her friends were <laughs> funky spunk. Um, is that her friends were helping her and um, she was taking their powers? But she didn't have any of that, and there was no Dream Master. She wouldn't be. She wouldn't have been well, fighting Freddy. back. she
1: is the Dream Master, though. That's her power.
0: But that's the thing. They had to introduce Dream Master in this movie in order in order for her to thrive. Because after part five, they didn't say anything else about a fucking Dream Master.
1: Because she got the job done and these motherfuckers went in and meddled and fucked no, shit up. They,
0: they introduced something so they can make her strong. And I get it. Like she's thriving, and she she kicked ass. We're not doing. You know what? I'm just looking at it in the factual. Nobody talks about. uh,
1: You know, any of them other people in Part Three with their powers, and nobody complains about that. But when it's Alice using her powers and her smart, because because they
0: were within a dream, so is doing it.
1: Well, so she's the Dream Master. She was able to get her powers outside of the outside of Dream World.
0: Don't be mad because she's talented. To, she's not talented she has to borrow that's like me absorbing your powers or what you do so i can be talented you're fraud, i'm frauding it's a gift it's not a gift Wait, so oh, let's take my power that was, <laughs> okay this thing so there look <laughs> I, if Kristen if Kristen never would have pulled Alice in, she, she wouldn't have been no damn dream master. Don't get me started like, on
1: Kristen. Do not get me started on her.
0: <laughs> I,
1: Tuesday night I loved you in that movie though. I don't care what nobody says. But girl, you running into him and doing nothing I was like, what is the point of that? You didn't yeah. kick him or nothing girl, you just ran into it.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of, again, it was just a setup to help further Alice, unfortunately. The dream master. Because the That's not Kristen I know. Kristen wouldn't have done that in part three, so... Yes, she would have. She She would not have run into her. She
1: was so ready to jump into every situation in the third movie, so I believe part four, or Kristen in part four as well.
0: I don't know how this turned
1: into an Alice uh, smear campaign.
0: Because you brought her in, and technically she doesn't count. She absolutely counts. There was no original... Like, she, in her creative, and her mind, was there no creativity in order to beat Freddie? The only reason why is, that, again, she had to take people's powers to help her. If we could bring Nancy in, yes, we can call her the original Kevin McAllister. But guess what? No other bitch at the age of 15 would be thinking of that idea to get rid of Freddie. I'm just saying, and she did it. And she did it by herself. That's like saying it wasn't Nancy's idea.
1: She read it from a book. So if it weren't for the book,
0: but she went to no, no, that's, that's a lie because the she same went. Thing. and She didn't have no library card. What was she going to do? What was she going to do without a library card? <laughs> she would have found a way because she's smart. Like, but guess what? She's a student, and <laughs> she found a way. Alice Johnson wouldn't have d- done that. You know, she had to take her dead friend's powers, you know? And she didn't, go, she, first of all, she didn't
1: take anything they were given to her because her ability to, is to absorb. It's like, it's, I feel like you calling a rogue a weak bitch right now because you're saying people who absorb powers. But
0: uh, well, the difference between rogue and Alice accolades. is that the difference between rogue and Alice is that rogue was born that way. Alice was not. So let's she go there. She absolutely
1: was. She was born with the dream power.
0: She, she does. she definitely wasn't. Again, Kirsten Oh, let's take my power!
1: <laughs> no, all the only power she gave her was tumbling and bringing people into dreams. That's it. She didn't give her the power of Dream Master to absorb.
0: I think she became the Dream Master, but you know what? Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't who's, know why who's next turn?
1: We're, we're we're doing. It. You just have an issue with supernatural Final Girls. that have like Final Girls that have a supernatural really
0: element. The problem is, I don't want. I just want you to realize <laughs> that compared to other final girls, regardless of if they're weak and they did more running and they did like one, two stabs or whatever, they were themselves. They weren't introduced a new power. They weren't, you know, uh, having a friend helping them out. They did things on their own versus Alice. She did it on her own. But again, it was from the help of her f- dead friends. And her being a dream master, a new concept that they introduced it introduced, sorry, not introduced it, introduced in the fourth installment of a nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. where it was not talked about at all from part one, two, or three. But they established
1: dream powers in part three.
0: Yeah, but again, hey, never mind. We're <laughs> this is turning into an Alice episode and You did this. We're not I literally was not going to be talking about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I still love you, Alice, though. Like, I'm just stating facts, but I still love Alice, and I still like Nightmare 4. That's one of my favorite ones. Great. But... Glad to hear it. If you want to put her up against an- other final girls, it's just, no. We all are entitled to our opinions. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Um,
1: mm-hmm. I forgot where we were.
0: I, said, I was talking about the power of love, but... Yes, that's how we got it. It was on that? The power okay. of love. But how did that? How did Alice? Oh, because we talk. We started talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. But how did Alice come into this? Um, because
1: we were talking about the ways in which Freddy, I guess, was taken out, and how in part two it was just kind of like, "I love you, Jesse," and he's dead or gone. Mm. And then when Nancy is, "You're nothing," and then he's gone. Oh and yeah. I was like, Alice is the only one who did something like spir- spiritual, supernatural, but also threw hands with him a little bit. That's all. Okay, let's get into... Ooh, okay, I'm going to just do it. High survival count. I swear before fucking Munlong right now, if y'all keep making it like... I don't know if this is a generational thing, but what is up with making all these people survive? I don't get it. And I get that's not a new thing. Some movies I don't even fucking recognize that a lot of the people survive. But if you got people getting stabbed the fuck up and they just pop their head out when they should have been dead, that is going to frustrate. So Scream, Scream. I'm looking at you. Even though I like Scream, yeah. the franchise, girl, what is going on here? I, 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 what, the stakes, the stakes. The, the, what's going on with this? Pe- just kill people off instead of... At this point, there's going to be 10 survivors in the next movie. There's going to be 10. Because they're going to introduce nah. more people they want don't want to kill. Ugh, I don't know. And, no, and I they, think
0: next movie is going to be a uh, is going to be it. a lot of our faces probably going to go. I hope it's a bloodbath.
1: I really do, and I hope it's someone we already know is one of the killers, and it's not just this. One of the new people or a few of the new people have to be the killers because none of the legacy characters are going to be a killer. So um also they versus them. Or they slash them, excuse me. Oh yeah. I this <laughs> had so much potential and it's not a bad movie. I just hated how all them damn kids
0: survived. Oh, why? Just why? Well, given what the type of movie it is, I like speci- like I don't want to spoil it just because I know a lot of people still haven't seen it. And it that and that movie's t- almost a year, it's almost a year old. The killer on there, I can. That's the reason why we have so many survivors. But if it went the other route, then I feel like it would have been a bigger bloodbath. But pretty much, the killer, my girl, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, she was on their side, so it was kind of like, I just if that um, was the case, they shouldn't have had. Some, well,
1: not let me not say shouldn't. I feel like they shouldn't have had as many characters introduced Mm -hmm. that you would normally see beginning killed in movies if they weren't going to go that route. Just give us a few and then y'all could have did what y'all did and it wouldn't have seen, it wouldn't have been as obvious. But flesh sacks need to be taken out. And (laughs) that's just the way I see it. If I see, if there's, if I can count on two hands the amount of survivors in a fucking horror movie or a slasher specifically, I'm gonna vomit, metaphorically.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I I like a high body count too. <laughs> We're not gonna go there. Um, <laughs> I like a high body count in horror movies. <laughs> Let me be more clear. <laughs> and um, yeah. Like, I don't know what they're doing with these movies now where it's just, like, everybody survives and you only kill, like, three people that, you know. Um, but that's why I appreciate, uh, what is it, Halloween. Like, even though I'm not the biggest fan of David Gordon Green's trilogy, um, he killed motherfuckers off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. killed, like from 2018 all the way up to ends, like he killed people off. People you th- like he even hit the balls and this upset a lot of people and even me. But now that I think about it, I'm just like, why the fuck not? So in Halloween Kills, they kill two legacy characters. They kill Nurse Marion Chambers, who was in the first two Halloween movies. They brought her back, killed her off. They killed Charles Cypher's character, uh, Annie's uh, daddy, mm-hmm. uh, Sheriff Brackett. They killed him off. So you're thinking that maybe they'll survive because it's a Halloween movie and they're legacy characters. And even though they didn't have huge parts, they've they still been a part of the franchise 40 plus years. They're not going to touch them, they're old. Nope, they got the fuck got, <laughs> you know. So I appreciate that David Gordon Green actually gets rid of characters. Um, he even killed off Karen, Judy Greer. You I know, know we wasn't expecting I that. I Was
1: really looking forward to her character in the movie, but yes, I agree.
0: But you want a high body count, and, yes. no, and there's no stakes, and she had to go, and then and she were went stakes. at the end of the movie.
1: Absolutely, mm-hmm. there. I, you know what? Yeah. I I give him credit because I think he is courageous. Do not give a fuck about what people wanted to see. And he was like, I'm going to make the movie I want to make. gonna, It's my vision. I'm sure other people involved, but it's my vision. And, you know, we're going to kill all these people. We're going to kill Michael. How will we see fit? We're going to introduce this other fucking character who I think should have lived, but whatever. And, um... Corey. <laughs> and I appreciate it. like, Corey, just... I feel like... Corey he didn't play it safe, and I can appreciate that in horror movie. I don't like feeling like I know who's going to. People aren't going to die, and I feel like I've gotten to that point with Scream. I know which characters are not going to die.
0: Well, this goes into my next one. This is a perfect segue. Oh, oh, <laughs> because my next one is when a character um, is a notice. A character knows notice- noticeably is a final boy or final girl. So when you watch the movie, you can automatically pick out who's going to survive the fucking film. Some most of the time, Man, it's and it's just fun. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. And what I like is twists and turns. Like maybe, and I will give it this. Even though I'm not the hugest fan of a Nightmare on Elm Street remake, they made it seem like uh, what's her name, Tina. Tina, I don't think what's her name Tina on that one? I thought it was Tina. I'm asking because it's been a while since I've seen it. Maybe it was. Yeah, Katie Cassidy. They made it seem like, well, we're gonna go by Tina. Uh she cause she's playing that role. So we're thinking, because we're following this character, like a Nancy Thompson, uh, and we're thinking that, oh, we're following her. She's gonna probably make it to the end and like what, 30 minutes into the fucking film or 25 minutes. They get rid of her. And we get so upset because we got already invested in that character. We liked her. And then they introduced us to Rooney Mara, who plays Nancy, and she sucked. So I do appreciate that movie <laughs> making y'all. it seem... She did. She was horrible, no, Mike, she, you have to say. I don't she, was really she was really bad. bad. I just she was she boring.
1: had a different... She had a more emo Nancy... Uh, like it was an emo. But the thing,
0: Nancy. but you can't, but it wasn't even that. It's just like you can be emo. This is the problem I had with Evil Dead Rise, too. It's just like when shit is going down, I need to see expression. I need to see emotion. She had none of that. So I don't give a fuck how emo you are. You're a human being. You feel pain. You don't know that. You do uh <laughs> you feel pain and then also to hear that she really didn't care for the role and it, you know she you know mm. she wasn't excited about it that adds to it and that shows that she didn't want to be there and it shows on film that she didn't want to be there like her um the dude the dude next to her I forgot his name he's in a lot of horror films too and he was in screen 5 mm-hmm. he showed more emotion than she did so like Anyway, we're not talking about her, but I just like how they flipped that and made it seem like Katie Cassidy was gonna be the final girl, but she ended up not being that. Um most movies now is just you can automatically just pick out oh she's gonna to survive to the end and the rest of the friends are gonna go. So I just need like to see more um, you know, some Creati- changes, like creativity and some like stop following the same formula, do something different, you know what I mean? So I do. Hopefully. We get that later. I think a perfect example of that is the movie
1: Feast. You have no <laughs> the its purposely set up for you to not know who the fuck is like the final whoever in the movie, and it's—and I, I love the way they did that. I don't care what nobody said about that movie. That was a fun ass movie. Actually, I like the f- final uh, person because I want to sp- fuck it, Um Tuffy. What was her name, Tuffy? She's the, somebody. You wouldn't really expect to be the final girl when everybody was introduced um, because they had other people being introduced. So they had this dude, fine motherfucker, come in. I think he was on Grey's Anatomy. So he's almost set up like, I'm in here, I'm going to be the Arnold Schwarzenegger of this motherfucker, and I'm about to take all these. I curse a lot. I'm about to protect y'all. He's taken out. Then we have his wife coming in. She's the next badass in here. And we think, okay, she's going to be the one... Protecting everybody, at a, she's in there for a good minute. So at, we're tricked into thinking she's going to be that one. No, she's taken out two, and then we get Tuffy, and she is a bad motherfucker. And she um, just she she killed it. She killed it, and I like that they were throwing them little twists and turns in there. So I can I, pre- I appreciate. It. I agree, that was a good one. I'm going to go with when people are skeptical in the face of danger. I understand not being a believer if things are not happening. But once the first moment, some suspect shit starts to happen, I'm not questioning it. nothing. I, Bitch, if a piece of paper flew across this room, I, I believe everything that anybody says right now, I'll, I'll take it. T- give me all your information. Oh, you're a medium? Okay, I don't know what that has to do with things flying across the room, but you're the closest thing. To to helping me out in this situation, so like knock knock on the cabin, knock at the cabin. The M Night Shyamalan movie that just came out. One of the characters is damn, that's newish though. I don't want to spoil anything, but one character is a believer, and another character is very skeptical about everything, and and trying to fight at every turn uh, what's happening before his eyes, and mm-hmm. that would drive me insane. Like seriously, we. We need to be open to all possibilities. Go watch Not the Cabin, by the way. I like that movie. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I have yet to see
0: it. <laughs> what? It's on Peacock. I know. It's been on my queue on there, but I haven't seen it yet. But I'm going to watch it soon, along with some other things that I need to catch up on. But you're right about skeptics.
1: Oh, I guess paranormal activity. So you have the boyfriend. He's another example. In fact... At first he's not believing anything. Then once he starts to notice shit, he's egging the shit on. I you need to be slapped for that. I tell you something's been following me, you don't believe it. Then you do. Now you want to play with this thing. I <laughs> Yeah.
0: That pisses me off. Um because it's just like when somebody's tripping and things like this never happened to them before ever in their life. And you're still not believing in them, you think, oh, you're tripping or you're drawn or just whatever. I don't know. It just, maybe try to believe in them, maybe ask questions, maybe, I don't know. It just, you have to start believing skeptics, I guess, because especially if it just is random. Like if I'm, say, Mike, I've known you for half my life. And the moment, and our day is cool, it's, you know, we're chilling and stuff like that. And, you start like start you're you seeing things say for instance you're you start having like these visions you're seeing like fucking zombies and shit um like regular people walking but in your eyes they look like zombies i'm gonna be looking at you like are you sure you're good you're not drunk but then after a while i'm gonna believe in you because i'm just like you never act this way so we need to find some way mm. to figure this all out you know what i mean especially if i know you I barely know you, child. I don't know. You're probably doing meth or cocaine or something. And it just, <laughs> but if I know you and you start tripping, then I'll be like, hold up, something's up. You know, he normally never acts like this. Maybe we should consider something here.
1: Um, and I think a really good example of how things should go in these scenarios is from dusk Till Dawn. I was talking about it on Men Who Like Men Who Like, Men, Who like Movies. Check out their podcast. And, um, seth george clooney's finance at a point he's like i don't believe in vampires but i know what the fuck i just saw so we're going to operate as such anybody got a problem with it can we all agree that these are vampires right now like just cut all that bullshit out we know what we saw we need to handle the situation versus having to worry about a bitch trying to tell us what's not going on No, i don't believe in this girl go outside if you you don't believe in anything take your ass outside." because you're going to jeopardize this group.
0: <laughs> no, that's, that's a good one. That's a really good one. People need to talk about that more because that's how thing, the problem end up being bigger because the group doesn't believe in this one person. And then all of a sudden, whatever the case is, it spreads or it becomes a bigger thing. And then when you do believe, it's too late. So, But the mist,
1: the people in the grocery okay. store. And the, the group of people who are like, no, we're going to go out there. There's nothing out there in the mist. We don't believe you. There's nothing. Why would somebody make that shit up? Some damn tentacle snatched somebody and took her. Why would someone make that up?
0: Right. <laughs> make it make sense, people. Yeah, but that's my fourth one. What's your next? All right. So my last one is pretty much similar to this one. Uh, parents who do not believe in the children in horror oh. movies. These kids, even though, you know. We don't really care for them too much in horror movies. I'm trying to be nice here. But when they see things or going through things and the parents don't believe in them until it's too late, kind of much like, you know, the whole skeptics thing, it, it frustrates me because it's like, you know your child. If they've never done this before, maybe, even though it seems like, you know, surreal, or you, like, oh, well maybe you know, they, it's their imagination, or they're going through something at a certain age. Maybe try investigating that situation before you decide that it's not real. You know, child's play, for instance. You know, like I'm sure Andy never cursed out of nowhere before. And now he calling Aunt Maggie a bitch. Like, come on, <laughs> like it's just something's up. You know, some of us and have then, been
1: cussing since we were two years old.
0: So. But, clearly, Andy, she was shocked when Andy called Aunt Maggie a bitch. So, it's not like he's been doing this before. If, like, she wouldn't have been surprised if he's been cursing. That was, like, his, it was maybe, like, his first curse word. He didn't even know what bitch was. I don't even think he knew that was a curse word. He Mm. just said it. He
1: used the inflection on bitch very well. Mm Mm-hmm. For someone who didn't know what it meant. You said
0: Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You you mentioning this makes me think uh, I could not have any of these children because the moment you tell me you have an imaginary friend or you're having a little tea party with your friend and that's why you got a little play setting over it, I can't handle shit like that because I'm going to automatically believe it because it doesn't make sense to me that that's considered normal that kids just feel they have imaginary friends, and everybody's like, it's normal. They'll grow out of it. Why are they thinking they have imaginary friends? And I, animals too. Dogs looking in corners and shit and just staring for an extended period of time. I don't like that
0: either. So I trust you. Never had an imaginary friend when you was younger. I did. Hell no. Or at least I don't remember. I don't remember, but my mom and my aunt told me I did. And I was just like, oh, I don't remember that. But now, if see, y'all confirm and then sure. <laughs> and we don't
1: think that's weird at
0: all, that people will just
1: take their kid to see a child psychologist and they're like, it's very natural for children to have an imaginary friend or think they have an imaginary friend. They'll grow out of it. But why do so many kids have imaginary friends is my, my, my problem, my question. Right. Couldn't do it. I'm going to believe you. I'm not mm-hmm. even questioning. I'm not going to even be able to sleep. If you tell me that you have an imaginary friend, you're not coming to my room. you could to stay in your room. My door is locked. That's probably terrible parenting, but my door is locked. It is. Good thing I don't have a child. I good. <laughs> well, what is your last one? sir? <laughs> my last one is... When someone uh, takes some sort of action that endangers the group. So, like, I don't know, Saw II, for example. When they figure out what situation they're in, and oh boy, it's like, I'm going to go around fucking with everybody, trying to kill them and shit so I can have better chances of getting out of here. Which, technically, they're strangers. So, you know, they don't really owe anything to each other. But I just it just made things way more fucking difficult. And, like, people being red ra- Or do dude from Demon Knight. Why, bitch? Why do you want to live with demons with the rest of humanity dead? Why do you want to <laughs> fucking betray us and think it? It just does. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Uh, the dude from Dawn of the Dead remake. You're supposed to be keeping watch at this fucking door, so oh, yeah. you can let us back in. But no, you didn't. Now the zombies all up in this bitch, and we got to run
0: <laughs>
1: prematurely. It, it just and there's always going to be one. There's always going to be one.
0: Unfortunately, I think you named the ones I was thinking about, especially in Demon Night*, because phew, child, what other horror movie? Oh, Burke from a- Aliens.
1: In oh, a sense, yeah. I oh. mean. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I still got beef with him. I told you this before. Every time I see him in like a role right now, I still want to fight him. And this happened how many years ago?
1: <laughs> I still want to fight him. It's decades ago. He was yeah. just that good at his job. All right, well, those are our top five horror pet peeves. We would love to hear what pet pet peeves y'all have in regards to horror movies and TV shows. So definitely hit us up on the socials at people underscore scares on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. And then we can have a discussion. We want to know what y'all hate about horror movies. Do you hate it when people go to the bathroom and don't wash their fucking hands? (laughs) Do you hate it when people trip? Do you hate it when people uh, go into dark spaces and basements or into dark
0: bedrooms and they know she sits afoot? Let us know. Mm. Yes. What have you in the movie theater yelling at the screen <laughs> <laughs> on your Brenda? Yeah, that's <sighs> a good example. Yeah. Like right. you mentioned, opening the door, you know, when you know the killer's behind there, or you know, your friends are stuck in a house, but you decide to go back in the house. Uh uh-huh, uh, because you, know, you shit, said you but... would
1: do that. Uh-uh.
0: When I said that.
1: You said <laughs> you would go back in and save whoever if they were in the house. We, we okay. were talking about I mean, the demons or something.
0: Yeah, was my friend, sure. But that's still a pet peeve. That could be a pet peeve of somebody. I didn't say it was mine.
1: Mm, oh, it's
0: true. That's true.
1: <laughs> I just, it was mine. In fact, that would probably be mine. I would be like, why, bitch, why didn't you keep up? You saw we were running through this fucking house to get out of here and you're going to fall.
0: All right. So when you fall and I just bounce, I just... won't be falling. If there's
1: one thing I'm good at, it's running.
0: I'm sure a lot of people think that. And so the situation happens, you might trip over something. First of all, I'm
1: Forrest Gump. When it comes, I'm not that fast, but I am fast. I am limba. I am have decent hand-eye coordination. If I need to do some parkour shit, um,
0: okay. I think I'll be fine.
1: I won't be the one. I damn sure won't be the first one to fall. Doesn't seem like you believe. I guess we'll see, huh? Maybe we should go to a, a, a some sort of haunted house situation when we all go to DC. Hmm. If there's something there, if they allow us to run, <laughs> allow us. We're not going to like a, an attraction. We need to go to an actual place that's considered haunted.
0: Hmm. But you wouldn't go in, remember? Yeah.
1: Well, if it's the daytime, I might go in. As long I'm not you going to say you wait for
0: us outside, deep up in there. Hmm? You say you wait for us outside. You ain't going in. I'm thinking
1: at night. If it's daytime and you want me to go a few feet in, I can do that.
0: <laughs> we need you to go in, investigate the whole house. Oh no, you know, no, no! That's maybe do something funny. like paranormal. You know that on the that stuff that be on the like those paranormal uh, shows that be on the Travel Channel, where they separate everybody and they have their like own little devices to contact the spirit. You go upstairs, I stay in downstairs. Somebody go in the basement, and you have to be by yourself. You That's a to, negative.
1: That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I I already feel like I'd be picturing shit at night and figures and shit. I don't need to be in that, that type of scenario. But good yeah. try. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. We're gonna get out of here. We will see y'all next Monday. Wish I- Babby. And- oh my God.
0: You call me Babby again. Wish That's crazy. That is wild. <laughs> I wish Babby a happy birthday.
1: Who the fuck is Babby? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking Babs Bunny. Wish wish Bab... Oh, my God. Wish Bobby a happy belated birthday. And uh, y'all have a great uh, week at work. Getting up early in the morning. All of that.
0: (laughs) Have a good one, y'all. Bye.